welcome to Jay's Talk, brought to you by your Ontario Honda dealers. Show Ali and Josh Goldberg here with you as the Blue Jays drop the third game in a row, their fourth loss in their last five games, and a second straight to the Twins at Target Field, a 3-1 loss tonight on Friday night. Jose Barrio struck out 10 in this game. Josh, his second highest mark as a Blue Jay. He gave up five hits and three earned runs over six innings of work. The three runs being an arised RBI triple and a Buxton two-run jack, but that would do it for him. And he did get tagged with the loss despite his efforts. And, you know, Josh, we had this conversation in the pregame and we were texting about it during the game. But, man, especially with the Yankees crushing the Red Sox at Fenway tonight and the Mariners currently up on the Angels, this is probably the worst possible time for the Blue Jays' bats to go cold. Yeah, and uh, the at-bats were largely awful tonight. You know, the the Blue Jays have sort of lived and died by the sword of being really aggressive early in counts, especially on the first pitch. And it's led to a lot of success. Most first or second pitch uh, of an at-bat home runs and hits this year in Major League Baseball because they're a talented club. But sometimes, you know, it's just if it's not working, there's got to be some in-game adjustments. And they just never really were able to adjust to Bailey Ober tonight. You know, he threw more curveballs and they just were out of sorts. And it was an issue in Tampa as well. And you can tip your cap to good pitching, but the good lineups, the great lineups have to find a way to make those adjustments in game. And, you know, I think part of this is also just, they were going at such an insane clip that you were bound to see a a lull at some point, but they've basically just gone in the toilet after being so good for, you know, going on three weeks, there was no middle ground, you know, like even if they were still averaging four and a half or five runs a game somehow this week, uh, they'd still find a way to win some of these ball games. I mean, you know, they're, they're putting out four uh, hits, one run tonight, you know, a game where you give up three runs and six hits, that's gotta be a win with your caliber of offense. And they just weren't particularly close again tonight stranded a couple of doubles with no outs or one out and the at-bats weren't particularly good a bunch of pop-ups soft contact they did hit some balls hard tonight that found gloves but by and large the the approach was just not good tonight at all and if it doesn't change quick you know you're gonna find yourself in a really bad spot come when the Yankees come to town and by that point if you're hitting like this like how much are those games really going to matter with the way things seem to be trending right now don't forget you can text us at 590-590 leave your name and location i see a whole bunch here on the text line we'll do our best to get to as many of them as possible but yeah josh you look at the box score and i mean certainly if you were watching or listening tonight this was apparent but in case you didn't in case you're just joining us now you look at that box score and you see an offer right from springer you see the offer from vladdy the over from Bo Bichette, and he struck out four times, so he gets to wear the golden sombrero. It just, it's, uh, you can't be having, like, you, I feel like you can you can probably live with at-bats like that if it's, like, the complete, the guys who are not playing very often or guys who are living at the bottom of the order. And even then, we'd still be having the conversation about, oh, why are, the guys, why are these guys doing it? Replace them with player X, Y, or Z. But you can't be having those kind of, Sheer uncompetitive at bats from the meat of the order, and of course Marcus Simeon with the uh, the only RBI in the day is forty second home run of the season. We can talk about that certainly, but really, but outside of Simeon, and even he had some struggles tonight. But boy, when you get at bats like that from Springer, Vladdy Jr., Bobichet, and Teoscar Hernandez, like certainly there were a couple. I want to say there were maybe like two or three hits that probably should have been singles, right? Like uh, Teoscar got robbed on a really long 
I guess it would have been a double or maybe even a triple if Cave hadn't tracked that ball down near the warning track. And similarly for uh, for uh, Teoscar Hernandez, pardon pardon me for Bo Bichette, but at the same time, at the, in the end of the day, you just at the you know you can't be looking at that and saying, well, that's good enough because it's not. It's not. Uh, it, it's not. In, in any way, and like, do you do you shake up the lineup tomorrow? You know, George Springer again. The at bats were just not good tonight at all. Like, there were some hangers that his timing just was not there whatsoever. Yeah. And I I don't know why that is the case. Is it just a really inopportune scuffle? Like I I I'm not all of a sudden just gonna be like you know well George Springer's talent is gone. He's in a slump, but you know with the way that the lineup is going right now. I've been saying keep him at leadoff, keep him at leadoff, keep him at leadoff. It's getting harder to defend, but nobody's really hitting right now. So, you know, if you jumble up the puzzle pieces, but it's just they don't fit for whatever reason. Like, if you put somebody else at leadoff and you move Springer down, is it really going to make all that much of a difference if the approach is bad and the pitch recognition is bad and just the patience is bad and everything is bad? Maybe not, but... At this point, you might have to try something else because, you know, your season is like it. I hate to say it. It is kind of slipping away here. You're going to have to make up two games with eight to go. Not insurmountable by any means. And we've seen this team resurrect their season basically on the operating table. You and I have talked about it many, many times. But, you know, like you got back into it. You did a really good job putting yourself in a position to control your own destiny. And all of a sudden the bats have gone cold. And now you don't really anymore unless you, like, not win out, but I think you got to win at least six of your last eight games, if not seven. I think six and two at the bare minimum is what it's going to take over the final eight games uh, and probably some help with the way that the Yankees are going right now uh, if you want to get into the playoffs or at least into a play-in game, a game 163 for a spot in the wild card. And maybe it's just as simple as, as making desperation tweaks to try and get this thing going. I'm not saying it's going to work, but I'm not really sure what other options you realistically have available to you. Yeah, the Blue Jays are 85 and 69 after tonight's loss. And you and I have been saying, I guess for a couple of weeks now, that probably the the 91-92 win threshold is going to be what gets you into a wild card position, right? Pole position for the wild card. And it's certainly going to be very, you know, if the Mariners keep winning, the, the conversation could change, but it's going to be very AL East heavy with the Red Sox and Yankees directly ahead of all the other AL wildcard teams right now. And uh, yeah, I, I think uh, certainly six and two, I think you would, you would think gets you in, but you know, it's going to take some help. Like you mentioned from the Red Sox, probably going to take some help from other teams who are playing the Mariners coming up and probably also going to take a sweep of the Yankees. I would have to imagine if things don't turn around, at least in the next couple of games, because they have the day off on Monday and then three against the Yankees, three against the Orioles to wrap up this regular season. But, you know, when it comes to George Springer, boy, Josh, you and I have had this conversation a lot over the last couple of days. Like, and I feel, and you, like you said, you've defended the decision to say George Springer should not be moved up and down the order. If he's playing, if he's healthy, if he's in center field, he should be at leadoff. which you know what is fair to say, but at the same time, I just, I guess the, the way I look at it is, well, you know, what, actually, you know, what, before I say that, I do think it's not going to change with the eight games left. I don't see Charlie Montoyo shaking it up too much, but I am on board with a lot of people who think it should be changed. Now, do I think he should be dropped down to seventh in the order? No, I, I don't. I don't. I can't get on board with that. But I just think that based on what you've seen out of Simeon at the leadoff position, out of Bo even at the leadoff position, and maybe, you know, Lourdes is not going to be back 
probably this weekend. I, I would be happy to be wrong on that, but you know, given what we heard, manager Charlie Montoya was saying pregame, I would be shocked if he if he comes back anytime soon because the stitches are still active in his hands. So maybe they want to wait until they're back home in Toronto against the Yankees to put him back in the lineup. Maybe he DHs, right? I mean, there's a lot of conversations about what happens with Lourdes Gurriel Jr. over the next couple of, you know, the next 10 days or so, let's say. But uh, when it comes to George Springer, at least, boy, he... Uh, he, he is really struggling right now. And I just, I like you say, it's just harder and harder for the Blue Jays to continue saying, well, we're just going to stick him up there and watch him go 0 for 4 basically every game. Yeah, I, I think it's difficult to, to justify it, even though, you know, I still think he's a great hitter and I still think he's going to be this team's leadoff hitter. It, like, it just is a situational thing right now. You've got eight games left and, and a deficit to make up and the bats aren't doing their thing. And usually when that's the case, you you rejigger the lineup. And would I be surprised if it looks different tomorrow? Not at all. Would I be surprised if it looked very similar? Also not at all. And like we haven't had a chance yet to talk about Reese McGuire hitting in the top of the eighth inning. Yeah, That's so bad. Like I understand you look at the options and you you look at the bench and it's, uh, well, basically it's Bravik Valera or Randall Grichik. And we talked about Valera's month of September is OPS in the pregame of almost 900 the month of September. I know that conventional wisdom would indicate that, you know, Bravik Valera is not a great offensive player. Reese McGuire coming into tonight since the 1st of July, he basically had a, a real nice late May into June. His WRC plus was under 60, hasn't hit a home run in over 100 at bats, hitting a shade over 200 on base of about 280. What are you hoping for from Reese McGuire? Are you just saying, oh, well, it's a righty up there. He's a lefty. Like Maybe he'll run into one. He hasn't run into one in three months. Like, What is the logic there? What are the numbers? What are you seeing in that moment? What is calling you that Reese McGuire should get a chance to hit against a leverage reliever in the eighth inning? The larger problem could just be, like, why is Reese McGuire even playing? Like, I understand Danny Jansen has gone a little bit cold of late. I'd still rather Danny Jansen hit. He's got a more recent baseline of legit offensive success as a major league hitter than Reese McGuire does. Reese McGuire really hasn't hit since June. So I just, I'm for the life of me, don't understand uh, certainly why he was in the lineup at all, but why was he batting there in the top of the eighth eighth inning? I'd love to hear an explanation there, but I don't think there's going to be a good one because I I just don't think it's a, a... an explainable move. Yeah, like if you you mentioned Danny Jansen, you mentioned uh, Bravik Valera, and certainly Randall Grichuk. I mean, look, Grichuk has not been great, but I would have rather have seen Grichuk come to bat to open the eighth inning than Reese McGuire the way he's been going. I mean, hell, I honest to God, I would have taken Gerard Dyson instead of instead of Reese McGuire at this point because it has been. It's, it's, you know, whatever the step is above a black hole for Reese McGuire lately, it is, it, that's what it is because it's not been great. And I, I 100% agree with you. I don't know that we're going to get a, uh, a cogent explanation for uh, why Reese McGuire was batting to open the eighth inning, but it, it just, the whole, the whole pinch hitting situation that the Blue Jays have dealt with the way, the way they have dealt with it, maybe a better way of saying it. Over the last, gosh, maybe like month or so, maybe slightly less than that because the Blue Jays have been good for much of September. So let's say like two weeks has been baffling at, at like to put it kindly at times. Yeah, I, I don't I like maybe if somebody took a look at the standings and realized you were where you are in the standings, you you might not have uh, 
hit Reese McGuire in that situation, but that's more of a, a tongue-in-cheek uh, comment. I'm trying to use humor to uh, deflect <laughs> away from the pain of losing. You know, you've lost four or five games at a really poor time. You know, like you were, you had won, what was it, seven straight series going into Tampa, yeah. and now, you know, you're on the verge of losing your second straight. You got to win two in a row to avoid that happening. And, like, you weren't going to win 80% of your games, but now you've lost 80% of your last five games. And, like, there, the middle ground had to be, if there was going to be a, a fall from grace, it needed to be more of a cushioned fall instead of just you're 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 free falling down the elevator shaft uh, like Emilio Estevez, or I guess he's going up. <laughs> he was in going Mission up, Impossible, yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, you're free falling down the the elevator shaft right now, and you got to stop the free fall, or you know the maybe the last few games of the season aren't going to have the same level of meaning and impact, which would be a real shame because you're going to have more fans in the building. If the games have a lot of meaning, if they can right the ship, win these last two, get a little help, then you're in a great spot with more fans and that home field advantage. But we talked pregame, we talked postgame last night. You have to take care of your own business first and foremost, and they just are not getting that done right now, and everything else is moot. You'd love some help, but you're not helping yourselves. You're listening to Jay's Talk, presented by your Ontario Honda dealers. Show and Josh with you until the bottom of the hour. We're going to step aside when we return. We'll get to your texts at 59590, name and location. I see a whole bunch of spicy texts, Josh. So still time to send those in. We'll get to those after the break. But Jay's Talk continues after this on the Sportsnet Radio Network. In Oakland, they called him the machine because he's a cold, calculated, hitting cyborg. I'll be back. Marcus Simeon lives here on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back to Jay's Talk, presented by your Ontario Honda dealers. Joe and Josh with you for another 15 more minutes or so as the Blue Jays lose their third straight game, their fourth in five games, a 3-1 loss to the Twins at Target Field. Game three of this four-game series will go tomorrow night, 7, 10 p.m. Eastern across the Sportsnet Radio Network. Robbie Ray will be on the mound. I believe it's still TBA, Josh, for uh, for the Twins, but we'll see if that, that gets updated before okay. we are off the air. Pardon me, say it again. So, sorry to cut you off. Go Here's ahead. what I'll say about tomorrow, right. and I'm sure we'll dive into it a little yeah. bit more. Robbie Ray's on the mound. You don't win tomorrow night. We're eulogizing the season tomorrow. Oh, uh, it's happening. You've you got to win tomorrow. I, I hate must wins until the season is until you're actually mathematically eliminated. But Robbie Ray on the mound. You've lost four or five to avoid a series loss. Got to get it done. Or I think you know it's going to be. Uh, we might have to really, you know, it's going to be tough sledding tomorrow. So let's just hope that he pitches a strong game. They they bounce back and can get a win because uh, boy, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, like the it's either Robbie Ray pitches very, I guess there's like a couple of scenarios that could play out tomorrow. Robbie Ray pitches well and they still lose. He doesn't pitch well and they lose or somehow the bats pick everyone up, um, which I feel like it unfortunately is the least likely scenario because they have not been good so far. But hey, I hope I'm wrong about that because we know that this team, we have seen it. We have seen them prove you and I wrong about them turning things around in a hurry. So I'm hoping they can against the Twins tomorrow. Again, I'm not sure who is pitching for the Twins, but we'll see if that news comes out in the next uh, next 15 minutes or so. On the text line, 59590, name and location. I see a lot of text here. Uh, Mark and Hamilton, I think it's well past the time to move Springer down in the order with such a tight wildcard race. 
personalities need to stay out of it and you need to do what's best for the team. Henry from Mississauga, what has happened to the Jays? They have looked terrible the last three games and it has all started with that stupid beanball against Tampa Bay. I've been saying all season, Charlie Montoya is not a major league manager. Losing two games in a row to a team they should be blowing out in a playoff race proves it. Now, look, you know what? We can have the Charlie what? Montoya. We can have that Montoya <laughs> conversation if you want, Josh. And you know what? He can wear the McGuire decision to be batting in the eighth. But Charlie Montoya didn't make this team only have four hits tonight. Like the bats have been cold. I don't know. Like no amount of managing is going to change what they do at the plate. Like simple as that. Well, so, yeah, we, we got on the McGuire decision. You could get on the Springer leading off. But, yeah, four hits, one run. You know, they've scored 12 runs, I think, now over their last 48 innings of baseball. That, I, I understand that the man, it's easy to blame the manager when the team is losing. The manager's not losing you games right now, just the same way the manager's often not winning you games. You win or lose, you rise or fall based on, on the backs of your talent, of your players. That's the way it should be. And it's just, it's easier to blame the manager. Blame the players. One run on four hits, terrible approaches, you know, just not good tonight. The manager has nothing to do with that. The batting order is what it is. There's still talent in this lineup. The guy's got to get the job done where, regardless of where they're batting. And for the last five games, they really haven't gotten the job done. And that's on them. That's not on the manager. And I'd be the first to blame the manager if I thought that there was something tangible to it but over this five game stretch outside of you know really Maguire tonight if you want to get on Springer leading off though and those aren't the reasons that the Jays have been losing ball games I'll say that I see another text from Tom and Tom doesn't say where he's from but I wanted to read this one because I feel like I feel like people will probably have strong uh, takes on this basically either way Springer and four four all-stars should be ashamed Pathetic performance over the last three. They are the baseball equivalent of the Leafs. Anti-clutch from Tom. And now, look, I mean, the Leafs, uh, boy, I, I got to tell you, I haven't been this disinterested in a Leafs season since I was a young young boy because of what happened in the playoffs last year. But I, I can't get on board on comparing this version of the Blue Jays to the Leafs. I mean, even beyond the fact that the Leafs actually did make the playoffs and win their division, I mean, at the same time, it's it's. I feel like it's it's so different. I I can't get behind that, even though I do understand the uh, the impetus to be mad at both the Leafs and the Blue Jays. Yeah, I, I, let's not bring the Leafs into this. I don't <laughs> want to talk about the Leafs. Like the Jays have have some issues right now. They're, I think they're a talented club. I I do think that they're a good team, but they're too streaky, right? There's been some real high highs and there's been some real low lows. And right now they appear to be in a low low at yeah. the worst possible time after an incredible th run that got them back into this position. I think this just kind of illustrates how difficult it was going to be to get into the playoffs with the deficit that they had. They needed an outrageous run to close the gap. They got it and they couldn't really afford any sort of a lull in that span. And now they're having a lull and it very well and maybe even likely could end up costing them their season. I see here uh, another text uh, from Daryl in Brampton. This going for the fences each at bat is not going to get it done in the last eight games. Need base runners and small ball to get them in. Um, Don in Bowmanville. I have visions of 1987. Said the same thing last year. They pulled through. I still have hopes. Bats on fire tomorrow. Don in Bowmanville and uh, DB in London. Uh, live by the sword. Die by the sword. 
that's the Jays' problem. They were swinging swords tonight instead of bats. Dig deep, boys. Dig deep. So a lot of people kind of all over the spectrum here, Josh. I think some some people feel like they're starting to lose hope. Like another one from Connor in Toronto. I haven't lost all hope yet, but my hope is fading unless something changes and changes quickly. So we'll have to see what happens tomorrow. Again, Robbie Ray on the mound. And like you said, if if there was ever, a, you would have thought it was, if, if Jose Barrios, like if you told me before this game that Jose Barrios is going to throw six innings and have 10 strikeouts, I would have said this Blue Jays are going to blow out this game. That was, that, yeah. that, that would have been my, that, that would have been my immediate take on that. Yeah. So, so if Robbie Ray does something, anything similar to this tomorrow, you bet I'm telling you the Blue Jays are winning that game. But you know what? Based on the way things have going have been going lately, it's been uh, it has been so wild that you can't guarantee that, unfortunately. Well, it's just it's really unfortunate that Jose Barrios, you know, he kind of took some time to settle in and wasn't great in the first, then was really good in the second, and then made a couple of mistakes in, in the third inning. And if you have the kind of lineup that you know the Blue Jays have had and, and we've sung the praises for at, at large stretches this season three runs in the third inning to go down three, nothing shouldn't necessarily be a death knell to your chances of winning a ball game, especially against a pitcher like Bailey Ober. And I know that the twins bullpen has been better as of late, but it's still not exactly chock full of overwhelming, incredible options. And they scored one run and had four hits on, on the night. And I, I, Jose Brios deserved better. Like you, if you feel as though you can't make any mistake because your bats won't be able to pick you up, then you're not going to win a lot of baseball games. Like you can't just rely on your pitchers giving up one run every single time out because like it's just not a sustainable way to go about winning ball games in whether it's the National League, the American League, but particularly in the American League East. And the starting pitching has been spotty this week, I would say, up and down, a little bit inconsistent. There have been some good starts. There have been some really not-so-good starts. And you know, tonight, he was really good and just didn't get that support. And you hope that that's not a theme uh, that can carry over here at all uh, over the next uh, or the last eight games of the season. You're listening to Jay Stock, brought to you by your Ontario Honda dealers. Show and Josh with you for a few more minutes. When we come back, we'll wrap up on the text line, maybe listen to some post-game audio as well. J-Stock continues after this on the Sportsnet Radio Network. This year's team has us feeling super competitive, crazy competitive, way more competitive than you. Sorry, told you. Blue Jays baseball on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Welcome back to J-Stock. Brought to you by your Ontario Honda dealers. Show and Josh with you for a few more minutes. Jays losing it 3-1 to one tonight over uh, to the Minnesota Twins. Game two, game three of four goes tomorrow. Robbie Ray will be on the mound for the Blue Jays. AL Cy Young candidate Robbie Ray. And I think after what Garrett Cole did earlier tonight in, in New York, you would think he'd have to have a pretty good game, Josh, in order to bolster his AL Cy Young candidacy. I mean, who'd have thought that this... This would have been a conversation in the first place, but it sure feels like Robbie Ray's uh, game tomorrow will go a long way in uh, what, you know, probably tomorrow and his last likely last game of the regular season next week, I think against the Yankees will go a long way in, uh, in solidifying a potential AL Cy Young for him. Yeah, I, I would say you know, Garrett Cole had a decent start tonight. Quality start, three runs, six innings, uh, six strikeouts against the Yankees. Nothing that leaps off the page, but they won. They're in a playoff position. I don't know how much that's necessarily going to factor in. But if Robbie Ray can bounce back like he did against Tampa after the rough start against Baltimore tomorrow night after a rough start against Tampa, and he can bounce back 
and and you know strike out double digits, give you seven innings of two run or less, and pitch you to win, then that firmly places him in the pole position for the Cy Young. So you know it's all there in front of him. You know we talked about this last night. It lined up great with Barrios, Ray, and Manoa in the last three games of the series, and you're zero for one. So you know like. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Yeah. It's, I think it's going to come down to the bats. If the bats can uh, find some solid ground, then I think they're going to be fine tomorrow. But it's hard to expect much with the way uh, things look right now and how the approaches have been. Let's wrap up on the text line, Josh. You see, you only have a couple minutes left, so we might as well uh, get to people's uh, last few texts here, 590-590. Uh, Cody from Bradford should have gone to the Argos game show. <laughs> should have gone to the Argos game. Yeah, the Argos did win tonight, actually. Down at BMO Field, thirty to twenty-seven. I did see that one. Uh, it's a, it, it's not something you can say very often on, in this city. Honestly, maybe also because of the sheer amount of Blue Jays games there are, but can't say that too often. But uh, probably true tonight, Cody. <laughs> I see another one here. Um, Dill and Ajax. It's getting frustrating watching these hitters go down in order in three to five pitches, start hitting like a more seasoned hitting team. And I see a couple people kind of having the idea that this this team is streaky and not consistent. That's their identity full stop. That's from Eddie in Toronto. Someone else had texted that as well. I don't see it on the text line right now, but people basically texting in to say this team is streaky and that uh, Tim and Ajax getting people's hope up was cruel and misleading. Maybe they're not that good a team. I think, you know what? I think they are in the end, a very good team. I do believe that with like, with my being, I do truly believe that a flawed team to be sure they are a flawed team, probably need more lefty bats in the lineup. Just generally speaking, going forward into next off season as your like short list on the shopping list. Right. But at the same time, I do truly believe this team is at least as good as the Red Sox and Yankees. It's just unfortunate that, I mean, I think if they are a streaky team, and all of them go cold at the same time, like we're seeing over the last, what, five games, five, six games, then you get results like you got tonight and yesterday in the game before. This series could end up being a real microcosm of the season where you look back and you maybe, let's say you win 89 or 90 games or something like that, and you miss the playoffs by a game or two. And you talk about losing, you know, a couple of the Twins down the stretch, you know, that two-game sweep against Washington. Ugh. Losing to the Angels the way that you did. There have been plenty of games uh, this season that the Blue Jays against inferior talent teams should have been taking care of more of their business. And they've racked up a lot of wins against over 500 teams over the last month. They've become one of the better teams in terms of total wins against teams above 500. And I think we're going to remember, if they don't make the playoffs, how many winnable games they let slip away by by means of the bullpen, you know, the bats going cold whatever it was against teams that they should have beaten and ended up, you know, losing to, I think if they don't make the playoffs, the bullpen and that I think are going to be probably the two big stories that a a lot of people unfortunately look back on uh, when it comes to the 2021 blue Jays. Let me, let me ask you this about the twins because still two, two games left against the twins for the rest of the season. Do you, are they as bad as we think? No, 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 definitely not. It's a talented team. You know, they've had a lot of injuries. Pitching hasn't been good. Wouldn't surprise me in the least if they have a, a certain type of offseason, make some smart moves, and get some good health next year if they're right in contention again with the Twins uh, atop the American League Central. That's Josh Goldberg. Always good stuff from him. He and I are back tomorrow and on Sunday for the remainder of this Jays Twins series. But you have been listening to Blue Jays Baseball powered by Jack Links. Send hunger down to the minors and feed your wild side. Jays drop another one tonight. 3-1 the final at Target Field. And tomorrow, AL Cy Young candidate Robbie Ray comes to the mound for Toronto. 
For Tom, Ben, Andrew, Josh, I'm Show. Thank you for listening as always, and we'll talk to you on Saturday night.